Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. Hello, and welcome to this first episode of Holistic Marketing Simplified. I am so happy you're here. I know there's like a million podcasts that you could choose to listen to, and I appreciate you letting me be the one in your ear today. So I promise you this, I listen to a boatload of podcasts, so I promise to skip as much fluff as humanly possible and always leave you with something that leaves you feeling inspired or knowing that you've learned something that you can implement right away. That is my promise to you. So the first thing I want to talk about really quickly is what do I mean by holistic marketing simplified? So holistic has become a little bit of a buzzword, right? But this is what it means to me. I'm not even, I didn't even like look up the definition because I want to tell you what it means to me so that you can understand the North Star of this podcast. And what holistic marketing means to me is not just jumping on trends or following the exact step-by-step ideas and shoulds (laughs) from other people and really leaning in to your own personality and what type of marketing works with you and for you and doesn't feel like you're pushing a giant rock up a hill. An example of this is I hate Facebook. And I know that if I were to spend time on Facebook, I could probably find a whole bunch of leads because I mostly teach Instagram and email marketing. And a lot of the target health and wellness professionals I serve are on Facebook and they are looking to make that transition to Instagram. They just don't know how. Well, I again, I, I hate Facebook. I don't enjoy being there. And um, I even closed down my free Facebook group a few years ago just because I didn't feel like keeping up with it. Now, does this mean Facebook is dead? Absolutely not. You will never hear me speaking in any type of hyperbole telling you that Facebook is dead, email is dead, webinars are dead, whatever, because I think people tend to do that just when they either A, can't make it work, B, don't want to make it work, or some combination of that, or C, I don't know what, what am I on D now? <laughs> they, they teach something different, so it's kind of like they have to say that the other thing doesn't work. I am of the school of thought that anything works if you are you know, pretty consistent at it and your heart is in it and the message is right and you're reaching the right people. Now, do I think that you would, you know, reach a whole bunch of 75-year-old women if you were on TikTok? No. So I, there's also there's obviously nuance to that, me saying I think anything works. But, I mean, as long as the, the people are there that you want to serve on that certain medium, then I think you can truly make anything work. And for me, I have chosen to double down on three things. Instagram, email marketing, and referral collaboration marketing, however you want to say it. I have only run maybe $100 worth of paid ads of my four years in business. Not that I don't believe in paid ads. In fact, I'm looking to learn more about those in Q2 of 2023. It's just not something that I've dabbled in because I, I have before. And when I did, it 
like terrified the crap out of me and I just like shut down. If you've ever seen the back end of Facebook ads manager, just my brain does not comprehend. So when I say holistic, I just mean working with your natural tendencies of what already feels easy and good for you and not just plugging yourself into someone else's plan that maybe doesn't work for you. Also, I serve holistic wellness professionals, so that naturally made sense. And my signature program is called Holistic Marketing Hub, so I'm just kind of on a theme here. For those of you who don't know me, hi, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. My grandmother used to say, you just love people, don't you? And the truth is, I honestly do. So please send me a DM. I love chatting with you. You know, content like this takes a lot of time and effort and money and prep to create. And you have no idea how much it means to people who put out content like this just to get a quick little note saying you listen. <laughs> Even if you just want to say, hey, I listened and you should do this better. Like, that's fine, too. I'm, I'm open to feedback. But I truly would, you know, love pop in my inbox and uh, on Instagram. I'm at Molly A-K-H-I-L-L. And I'd love to hear from you. So my background is in outside sales. My, my college degree is in public relations. And then I went into advertising sales in a newspaper. <laughs> it was crazy. And then I was in medical sales for six years. And back when I first started my newspaper advertising job, I hurt my back. And I was a cheerleader in high school and played softball and all that. And um, this is really embarrassing, but I was training for a 5k. I've never been a runner. I was always an athlete, but I've, I've always hated running. I was training for a 5k with my friend, Amanda. I was 22-ish at the time and like literally hurt my back so bad. I was dragging my left leg behind me. I had severe sciatica. I was prescribed a heel lift for my shoe and muscle relaxers. Thankfully, I had sold an ad to a chiropractor. Like I said, I'd, I'd sold newspaper advertising. I'd sold an ad to a chiropractor and my family was not a natural, you know, I was natural family or anything like that. We'd never been to a chiropractor. That wasn't anything I even considered ever doing. And luckily I'd just sold this ad to him and he was like, Hey, you know, I can help you. And I was like super nervous, booked an appointment. Boom. I literally was pain-free within a week. Fast forward. And I sold, I told you I was in medical sales for six years. I sold drug testing to pain and addiction clinics Oh, that was rough. I loved my job. I sold the best of the best, really high-end lab testing, but I hated what I saw in these pain and addiction clinics. And at the time, I really hadn't like had that full aha moment of like, there's got to be a better way. But yeah, that, that was really hard. If you ever need a North Star or, you know, a rejuvenation for what it is that you do, go visit a pain or addiction clinic and you will be like, wow, they, the world does need people like me. Around the same time I was selling advertising, I was coloring my mom's hair for her, as I always did, and I found about a nickel-sized spot on her scalp. And I told her, hey, you've got this spot on your scalp, you should have it checked out. So she went to her doctor. Her doctor didn't even biopsy it, just looked at it and said, mm, looks like a fungal infection, and gave her some treatment for that, and obviously it didn't work because it wasn't. And I was coloring her hair later and I was like, mom, it is still here and I'm pretty sure it's gotten bigger. So thankfully she went to another doctor, they biopsied it and it was cancer. It was basal cell carcinoma. So it wasn't melanoma, which is great, but still she was able to get it removed and everything was fine. 
But, you know, still, like I said, the, the first doctor that she went to see didn't even biopsy it and barely paid any attention to it. And then this one's going to be hard to talk about. So my Enneagram 7 self is going to breeze over it quickly just because <laughs> I like to keep things light. But when my daughter was about a year old, my dad had a cough that would not go away. And he went to his doctor six times or so over the course of about six months. And they never did a chest x-ray. And on the sixth visit, I kid you not, he was told to go home and take Robitussin. Thankfully, my stepmom and I were like, heck no, like this is not okay. And he went back and they did a chest x-ray and he had stage four lung cancer, never smoked. And he passed away five months later. So I tell you all these things to tell you why I am so extremely passionate for what I do, which is help the true healers of the world, the health and wellness professionals like you reach more people. I don't know statistics for all the modalities. I do know that Dr. Christy Wick, if you know her, I love her. She was just telling me that only 3 to 4% of the population is under, under or in the U.S. population, is under active chiropractic care. And I think it's only like around 10% have ever gotten it. And again, I don't know stats for other professions. And I know that there's a huge barrier to entry for a lot of people to seek out more root cause approaches because a lot of it's not covered by insurance. And so, you know, that sucks. It's just, it's there's a lot that needs to be done, but I'm not going to be the person who's going to tackle the... <laughs> you know, breaking down the whole system right now. But what I can do is I can use my gift of marketing and being, you know, the quote lay person, the person who is your ideal patient or client, I can use those gifts to help you reach more people. And that is my goal. That is my why. It's what keeps me going. It's my North Star. And yeah, I really hope that resonates with you and that you come along on this podcast with me and, and learn some good nuggets. So let's dive into some actual things that you can implement right away. So today we are going to talk about some marketing foundations, some just tried and true foundational things. And it's kind of like that Maren Morris song, if the bones are good, the rest don't matter. So Instagram reels and like all the trends and fun stuff you do are such a great way to get great reach right now, especially if you can hop on a trend right at the right time. But trends are not a marketing strategy, my friends. So we're going to talk about some of the things that you need to put in place way before you start trying to um, jump on some shiny things like that, okay? Even if you already have jumped on all those things, these tried and true foundations are things that you need to make sure you have dialed in. So I want to start with this marketing foundation. I want you to appreciate the fact that marketing strategies rarely work in isolation. So to have like really good results, you've got to have the good foundations. So let's say, and this has happened to a client of mine, let's say you have a reel and it goes viral and people, you know, click on the, they, they come back to look at your profile and they're like, huh, I don't really understand what this person does. And then it stops there and then they move on to the next one. Or it could look like something, hey, you had something that goes viral, people come back to your profile and then they're like, oh, wow, like your bio's dialed in, your content all makes sense, it's like all resonating with them. And then they click over to your website and it's just like, you know, hammering home all of the things even more and it's like super dialed in. Those are all your foundations that would be 
you know, a, let's, I'm just using the viral reel example. Uh, a viral reel would be wasted if you don't have those right foundations in place. So some of the foundations that we're going to talk about today are dialing in who you want to serve. Don't roll your eyes. I know we talk about this all the time, but try to kind of really, I know niching down is like such a broken record, but really try to narrow down who it is that you want to serve. You can always change it. You're not married to this. But another thing to think about is who is on that platform. And so, for example, Instagram, one of my clients, she serves uh, women and men. She's a functional medicine doctor. But on Instagram, her Instagram audience is mostly women. So the majority of her Instagram posts are geared towards women because that is who follows her. So I want you to kind of think like platform specific, dial in who it is that you want to serve, and don't be afraid to get super specific. I remember when I first narrowed down to just serving health and wellness professionals, because when I first started, I kind of had like a realtor and hairstylist and all kinds of people. It was really scary because I thought, oh my gosh, you idiot, you're cutting this pool of potential clients like way down. But when I did narrow it down, I tripled my revenue in one month. And if you look at my Instagram bio, I mean, who knows what it'll say by the time you're listening to this, but I do have the various people I teach listed out. So instead of just saying health and wellness professionals, I have it listed out like chiropractors, functional medicine doctors, health coaches, therapists. So that it's like super clear. You come to my profile and you're like, wow, I could learn social media from anybody, but this chick serves people just like me. So I'm going to follow her and then you become a magnet. So let's say I'm a stressed out mom and my second pregnancy and my first child has you know issues with ADHD or something like that. And I come to your profile and you're a chiropractor and it says like you're helping me with pregnancy pain and stress and my child cope with ADHD symptoms. <laughs> I don't know. That's a very specific example. <laughs> but seriously, like I'm going to become that magnet for you. So don't be afraid to get super specific, especially, like I said, and you can kind of tailor it to the specific platform that you're on. Then I want you to be really freaking proud of what makes you different and lean into your personal brand. So gone are the days, thank goodness, of, you know, here's my business hat and here's my personal hat and the two can't mix. If you're a health and wellness professional, you're likely, you know, touching me or if you're not touching me like like say you're like a massage therapist or acupuncturist or chiropractor or whatever let's say you're like a virtual health coach like I'm telling you about my poop and my depression like we're gonna be working really closely together right so I don't want to come to this profile and see some like faceless profile and I have no idea who you are even if you work in a practice with multiple doctors or whatever you can really lean into the actual personal brand of, you know, like if you're like a multi-doc clinic. And I always use the example of Target. So Target itself is not a personal brand, right? Like, you know, you don't you don't need to have an emotional connection somewhere to buy toilet paper. But they also are really smart because they bring in people like Chip and Joanna Gaines and Studio McGee and they bring in these these faces that you know so that you do have that connection. And guess what? People do not typically buy based on facts and stats and figures and logic. People buy based on emotion. There was this fantastic VRBO or Verbo commercial that came out post-COVID that was like, I don't know if you saw it. Let me know. DM me on Instagram if you saw it. That was, you know, showing families hugging and families getting together and talking about, you know, 
I don't remember something like how we're all together now and you can have the place all to yourself and like come come visit with your family essentially. Nowhere in the commercial did it say like here's why you should choose VRBO. We have a free cancellation policy. It's easy to navigate our website. We have only 2% fees. We have like that was nowhere in the commercial. It was fully about like families hugging and families reuniting. You know, having that undercurrent of emotional buying in mind, um, your personal brand also really, really helps amplify that because let's face it, every market is saturated, right? There's a million other people who do what you do, but nobody does it uniquely like you do. And let's say I'm choosing between three health coaches, okay? And I go to all three of their profiles and then, but for some reason, one of them just stands out as somebody I feel like I have that emotional connection to. All other things considered equal. Their pricing is the same. Their certifications are the same. Their location is the same. Whatever. Whoever I feel that emotional connection with is the person that I'm going to choose. And that's a beautiful thing because there's a bajillion people in the world. And that's why like, I believe in this you know, this abundance mindset is like, you don't really have competitors because there's somebody for everybody. I'm not for everybody. I'm a little all over the place for for a lot of people. So really lean in to who you are. And when it comes to branding, I love Laura Belgrade for talking shrimp. If you don't already follow her, you should, but she had a post that said, screw making a brand personality, make your personality the brand. So just lean in to being a hundred percent you And you will become a magnet for the people who, you know, honestly, you're going to be people you want to work with more anyway. In that same vein, when it comes to foundations, I don't know if you've seen the TED Talk. It was like a viral TED Talk back in like, I don't know, 2012 or something um, from Simon Sinek. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. And he says he had kind of cracked the code on what makes people like Apple and the Wright brothers and Martin Luther King Jr. What made them you know, more influential than other people who were doing the same things they were? And he says that's because they always led with the why, not the how. So for me, that would look a little bit like my why is what I told you at the beginning of this podcast. Why I do what I do is because I freaking believe in it. Because I believe that every person has a right to know that there are other options outside of conventional medicine for chronic issues that can help you get to the root cause and that you don't have to be married to a, you know, certain medications or just be told that's just the way it is for the rest of your life. Now, I do feel like I need to put out a disclaimer here because I am not a very dogmatic person and I'm not an all or nothing person. So if you're looking for somebody to, you know, that's going to hate on conventional doctors, then I am not your girl because conventional doctors save lives every day. They work really freaking hard and they are put up against a rock and a hard place if they're filing insurance because they're not given the choice of how long they get to see patients. So this is not uh, a bashing on conventional doctors platform. That's not the type of person I am. Um, I very much believe that there is a place for both. So I just had to throw that disclaimer in there because I know some fabulous conventional doctors who have worked their butts off and saved lots of lives. And I'm just talking about when it comes to chronic conditions, we are really crappy at treating those for the most part. 
And most people don't know that there are other options. Yeah, so that's my why, right? You're probably a lot more likely to hire me or work with me or enroll in Holistic Marketing Hub because you know that that is what, like, that's my cause, right? Like, that's what I believe in. And my guess is you believe in the same thing too. And now we are united in this belief versus, hey, I can help run your Instagram account and I'll give you four posts a week and, you know, this, you know, which, yes, like I'm not saying you need to completely leave out stats and figures and all that, but that's what comes in Simon's next talk. I'll, I'll see if I can link it below in the show notes. That's what he talks about in his talk is like that should come last instead of first. So it's not saying leave out, you know, the the stats and facts and figures and the features altogether. It's just saying don't lead with that. Lead with your why. We'll try to link that TED Talk in the show notes. Or you can just Google Simon Sinek TED Talk, S-I-N-E-K. He also has a book, but I've been told that the book is basically just like a really long version of his TED Talk, which is <laughs> way shorter. So what would that look like for you in practice? Maybe that would look like you saying... We believe, let's say you're a health coach for burnt out moms with large families. It could look something like, we believe that burnout is not a badge of honor and that motherhood does not have to be chaos or something like that. Like that's your belief. If you're a pediatric chiropractor, it could be something like, you know, you have the belief that all babies deserve to have a fully regulated nervous system so they can sleep through the night, poop regularly, and nurse without issue or something like that. I don't know. I'm just like spitballing here as I go, but you get what I'm saying. So you, you start with your belief versus starting with the, um, the features, right? You, you start with the why. Now this, I recently have done a couple different talks with big groups and this fact has been one of the, you know, when you see people start writing down, you're like, Ooh, this is good. They're taking notes here. <laughs> this must be something good. So it used to be called the marketing rule of seven. Basically that meant that you had to see or hear something seven times in order to take action. So I was reading up on this to make sure that that was still accurate. And I ran across an article in Forbes that said that we actually now need to see, <laughs> see things 21 times in order to take action. 21. Like, holy cow. I read somewhere else that we consume more content before breakfast than our grandparents did in an entire month. So those two things weren't in the same article, but to me they're related because it's like, well, no wonder we now need to see things 21 times in order to retain it. So what does that mean? To me, you can be like, oh, this makes me exasperated. Or you could look at it this way. <laughs> you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. You can talk about the same thing you do over and over and over again, and that's okay. And what a beautiful way to free up your time, right? You don't have to keep trying to think of something new. This is me writing you a permission slip to literally scroll back a couple thumb scrolls, screenshot, copy and paste, same post you did a couple months ago. Do <laughs> Just do it again, okay? Because people need to hear it again. They need to hear it 21 times. So... I was recently on a call with a one of our Instagram management clients, and he's like, well, my staff says that my Instagram is the same thing over and over again, and it's boring. Well, to you, yeah, it probably does look boring. I mean, heck, we run 24 Instagram accounts. Trust me, I get, you know, I get sick of seeing, you know, of writing posts about colic and chiropractic because I write it all the time. <laughs> but you have to remember that the people who are seeing this stuff are not seeing it that many times, right? So it's okay 
for it to be the same thing over and over and over again because not only is it okay, is it okay but it's what you need to do because that's what you need to do for people to take action. And going back to just the 3 to 4% stat of people who are under active chiropractic care in the entire U.S., like, clearly we're not getting the word out, right? And again, I would love if anybody knows stats for any of the other holistic health fields like acupuncture or functional medicine or health or life coaching, anything like that, please DM me and let me know because I'd love to include that. I think it's really interesting. So now that we've talked about that people need to hear something 21 times, let's talk about how they need to hear it. I get asked all the time, should I have short captions or long captions, short videos or long videos? Should I do infographic type posts or videos? And the truth is you need to have a variety of everything because everybody learns differently and everybody wants to hear and see and read information differently. I don't know if you're familiar with the DISC assessment, but it's just D-I-S-C if you just want to you know, Google it. But the DISC assessment essentially talks about how everybody takes in information differently. So how the DISC assessment plays into your marketing is that D-types are going to want you to get straight to the point. Let's say you're sending an email. Ds are going to want a short email or a short Instagram caption that gets straight to the point and you know, leaves out all of the fluff. Eyes are more, you know, personable. They want to hear a backstory. They want to have some emotion. They want to have some humor. S's are kind of like the steady people. They want to know that they're going to get results or there's some type of guarantee. And C's, sometimes they say, think of CPA because they're like accountants. They want all of the details. They want to know every little bit of what it looks like to work with you. They want to know every, don't leave any stone unturned. They don't want to be guessing. So that, you know, and everybody, you're probably like, as I'm reading these, be like, hmm, that's the kind of person I am. So there's not one style or one certain thing that you want to like lean into. People want to hear that message. You know, I, I talked about they need to hear it 21 times. Mix it up. Like have some short, have some long, have some funny, have some with case studies, <laughs> have some with fat, facts and figures. And then how you can kind of apply that to infographics versus video versus more written posts is my friend Emily pointed out a great point because she's a former teacher turned social media manager and that everybody learns differently, you know? So like some people like to see things, some people hear, some people need to touch. So everybody learns differently. So don't be afraid to mix up all of the different ways that you double down on that message. Well, not double down. What's 21 times it? 21 times at your message. <laughs> The last thing that I'm going to talk about on the messaging front before I wrap this up with my favorite marketing foundation, which is about sales and selling, is this is a great trick that I learned from Kelsey Foremost. She used to teach copywriting, but she doesn't anymore, I don't think, but you should check her out on Instagram. And she talked about mining your reviews. So go to your Google reviews, Facebook reviews, wherever patients leave you reviews open up a, a blank doc and copy and paste all of those reviews into the doc. And I want you to kind of read through all of those and look at the language that people are using because that is the type of language that can go into the message of, you know, like I said, we're using it. We're, we're going to talk about it 21 times. We're leading with our, our why. We're leaning into what makes us different in our personal brand and who we want to serve reading through all of your reviews and testimonials are going to help to kind of tie all of that together because it'll give you a real time look at, 
you know, the people who are getting great results from your care and you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Like it's, I feel like it'll just like make it all come full circle for you. So if you don't have a whole lot of reviews yet and you're just starting out, another thing you can do is go to, or you can even do this if you do have a lot of reviews, is go to Facebook groups that serve the same population as you or big name quote influencers who serve the same population as you on Instagram and just read what people are writing in comment sections, read what people are asking. And that's going to give you again, like a real time look and real time language into what your ideal client or patient is, is saying. And that way you can use their words back to them. And that's how you get that. Oh my goodness. I feel like you are talking to me. So this is my last marketing foundation that I want to talk about today. And this is, again, none of this is textbook. This isn't stuff you'll go like Google marketing foundations and the things I'm talking about today are coming up. I've tailored what I've picked to four years of working with health and wellness professionals and seeing what typically makes the biggest impact with them and their marketing and their mindset. And it's that you can simultaneously work from a place of service and want to make money doing that thing. Those two things, it's it's not an either or, ever. You are doing someone a disservice if you are not telling them how you can help serve them. Them giving you money is just part of the gig. And if you're not making money, then guess what? You're going to go out of business and then you're helping zero people. So I hate when I see marketing language like sell without being salesy or don't be slimy because I'm like, that just keeps reinforcing the message that sales is slimy. Sure, we've all had slimy salespeople in the past. I mean, literally, you know, you're at a hotel and they're like, come take a tour of our hotel for free. And they're trying to sell you a timeshare or like used car salesman, whatever. None of you are like that, okay? So put that out of your mind and and just think about the fact that People need, people need what you do. So much they need what you do. I actually didn't discover like regular chiropractic care until I was pregnant with my daughter. I didn't know there were chiropractors who specialized in pregnancy, any of that. And I was in so much pain. I wish that one of you would have seen me hobbling along at the grocery store and been like, Mama, I can help you. I wouldn't have thought you were slimy or salesy. I would have been like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, if you're hungry and you go to the grocery store and you buy a banana, you're not going to be like, man, that grocery store clerk was so salesy. Like you need, you were hungry. And so you got yourself a banana. Okay. Like, like, so get that out of your brain. So I repeat this one more time. You can operate from a place of service first and also want to make money doing that thing. And you are doing people a disservice if you are not letting them know how you can help them. Okay, I hope that was helpful. I'm going to leave you there. So I'm going to leave you today with some homework to tie all of this together about these foundations. So you can just not, you know, have this like, oh, that sounds like a great idea and actually put something into play. Please share these with me on Instagram. Just said DM me, please. I would love to hear what you've come up with. They do not have to be perfect. I want you to, again, open up a doc. You could use the same doc and just brain dump. I want you to write two different things. I want you to write an I help statement, and I want you to write an I believe statement. I'm going to give you an I help statement from one of my actual clients, Deanna. Hers is, 
I help menopausal women over 40 lose stubborn belly fat, regain their energy, and find their purpose as empty nesters. So don't, again, don't be afraid to get super granular. You can look back at your schedule from the week or two before. Look back at chart notes if you have them. Again, read through your reviews. All of those types of things are going to help you craft this I help statement. And if you're just getting started, you know, again, going back to, you know, dialing in who you want to serve and what makes you different, leading with your why and not how, this is all going to help you write this I help statement. Using that same example, the I believe statement for this client could be something along the lines of, I believe menopausal women deserve to feel great and energetic long past their 50s or something. I don't know. Whatever you truly believe, lean into what your why is and why you do what you do. I didn't mention this when I was talking about the why, but some people call it the seven layers of why. They say if you ask why seven times, you'll get to why it is what you do. So for me, it could look something like, you know, why do you do what you do? Well, I want to help health and wellness professionals serve more people or reach more people. Why? Well, because I believe that conventional medicine is broken and there's a better way. You know, why? So if you ask yourself why seven times, you'll get to your, (laughs) you'll really get it distilled down. So use that to write this I believe statement. Then after you get those two things written, if you are a little more established, I want you to kind of cross-reference that with the data that you've mined from all of those reviews and anything maybe you found from, you know, a comment section or whatever of a Facebook group or, or an influencer who serves the same market as you. And if those things are aligned, then boom, my friend, you have found your North Star. You have found your good bones. You have found your marketing foundations. And as long as you keep these things in mind as you do everything else, you will find much success. So that's all I have for you today. And some of the episodes are going to be, you know, much more specific and granular and tips and tricks and hacks. Um, You know, this one definitely was a little more overarching because I just feel like nailing this and nailing your messaging and your branding and your foundations is just so important. No hack or tip or trick or anything else I teach you is going to work long term or be sustainable if you don't have these pieces in place first. So I can't wait to hear what you thought about this very first episode, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for what it is that you do because the world needs you. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Premium.